Then and Now, a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. Danny Mullins! Fuck you, Robert. Your host, Robert (laughs) Foley. Tried to introduce me last week. I don't forget stuff. Fuck you, I'm out. I'm running away, Danny! (laughs) Uh, Actually, I forget a lot of things, too. Danny Mullins, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Co-host, or whatever I am. I'm very far away. (laughs) Totally believable. You're a little proud of yourself right now. You're a dick. Yeah, we all know. Anyways, uh, the Runaways. Yes. Like you just did. Aha. Uh-huh. You accidentally segued. That, no, no, no. That was not an accident. I accidentally segued for you. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Danny Mullins here. <laughs> I'm your host, Robert Foley. And... There you go. Uh, yeah, we are talking about the Runaways. Um, would an episode be that different as all, if, if all I did was yell my own name the whole time? Not really. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Because you at least have to, at one point, make an inappropriate racist joke on accident. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, you have to say dick at least twice in uh, masturbation once. And it doesn't have to be have to be you masturbating yourself. Right, of course. Uh, okay, yeah. I like to make jokes about people trying to suck their own dicks, too. Hey, there's one of the dicks out. Oh, there's a second one. I win. They still haven't mentioned masturbation. <laughs> Asians, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that Danny's out for the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, about a minute. Yeah. About a minute. New record. <laughs> it's a new one. Uh, yes, we are talking about The Runaways, uh, Marvel's The Runaways, to be specific. Um, it was originally created by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, who you have gone on record as... The to- man's the devil. <laughs> and, I mean, he's very talented. That's how he sucks you in. With his beautiful words and his well-crafted stories and his characters that, for some reason, you decide to give a shit about. Yeah. Mistake. They will die. Uh, some. The the ones you don't want to. Pretty much. And just spoiler alert, if they're lions, they all die. (laughs) Um... But yeah, he has written, as you are referencing, I'm taking it, Why the Last Man? And uh, Pride of Baghdad. Pride of Baghdad. That's the one with the lions in it. Spoiler alert once again. They all fucking die, Robert. Uh, He also worked on Swamp Thing Volume 3. Okay. uh, A couple of Batman stories, and he apparently had a very heavy hand in the late uh, 90s with X-Men and Logan franchises. Okay, cool. Yeah, so very in-depth with the comic book... uh, uh, Scene. Yeah, I don't think I've read any of his books that weren't his own IPs. Yeah, I I don't think so either, actually. But you haven't read much of his work, though, besides The Runaways, which I guess would be... Uh, I've read Swamp one Thing. Not... Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah, yeah, which, you have. which is DC. The only books of his that I think I have read is all of Why the Last Man and Pride of Baghdad. And then I was like, well, I don't have a soul anymore, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him and Adrian Alfona, who I tried to research, and apparently this was one of the first things that he did. He was slated to do a Spider-Man one, and just didn't. Hey, so- you got your Spider-Man reference in. We can both go home! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to I'm argue. very far away again. Is that the ongoing joke of this episode? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, yeah, it's me either. Dumb. After Sabersmith and all that <laughs> fucking gold. I'm very far. You, you talk quietly. <laughs> the Runaways. I'm very far away. Hey, it's always good to get the title <laughs> hey, out Hey, we early. also got the title out. We're hitting all of our points right off the bat. We're getting too good at this. <laughs> well, what did you guys learn from this episode? They're both idiots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To get that long to notice, huh? Then and now, or... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Then, then and now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the series debuted in July of 2003. Uh, it was canceled in September of 2004. Ooh, must have sucked. At uh, issue 18. But due to its high sales, 
Marvel brought it back in uh, February of 2005. That's a weird thing. Like, uh, it's selling really well, so let's cancel it. Well, I I don't I don't think that they intended it to be as popular as it was. Probably not. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it didn't have a very long runtime, and they just kind of put it out. Like I I don't remember seeing anything for the Runaways until after about issue ten had come out. Now, did you read it as it came out, or was this something you found later on? I I discovered it um about two thousand eight time frame. Okay, so if you would have found it when it came out, you said two thousand three. That's high school for us. That's probably yeah. a really good time to read The Runaways, honestly. Uh, very much so, because yeah. uh, of the characters, the main mm-hmm. characters. Um, Teenagers with attitude. Yes, very much like the Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. We might go see that after this. Yeah. I gave up. <laughs> it <laughs> wins. They've greenlit five fucking sequels. Awesome. On, on pre-sale tickets alone. Five. This, this is me for the next sales. fucking decade and a half. And I, Sucks. Oh, just slight, de- just slight detour. Very yes. slight. Uh, my son's birthday party is tomorrow, so I've been getting gifts and stuff. And it's all themed? Uh, Power Rangers. Dino charts specifically, though, so. Woohoo! I did buy myself a Power Ranger shirt to wear to it today. Anyways. I'm probably wearing a Spider Man shirt. I'm so going to be wearing honest. one right now. I am. Okay. That's I have a lot of them. Like 90% I, it's kind of my of your collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you, it just dawned on me you walk down the toy aisle at any store anymore. Nothing has changed since we were kids. It's all the same shit again. No, it did. It came back because now people aren't buying it for their kids. They're, They're not getting out of their themselves. basements to actually mate and make kids. They're buying it for themselves. Man, I bought it for my kid. I bought. I bought You're my the kid's rare exception. Way. You accidentally slipped it into a woman, <laughs> <laughs> and it only took three pumps. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it's Transformers, Ninja Turtles, uh, Power Rangers, and professional wrestling toys. That's Digimon's all. missing though. Well. For a reason. Uh, you can still find some Pokemon toys, though, can't you, fuckface? I'm sorry about the whole fuckface thing, but... Oh, I don't think you are. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just blew, it blew my mind. It's like, uh, nothing nothing has changed. Hey, stop running away from the topic. Uh, the series day... <laughs> I already went through that. wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm still further away, you dick. <laughs> That's the competition. Half <laughs> <laughs> the episode's gonna be silent. <laughs> like, I'll go, I'll go into the other room and just yell. <laughs> um... The comic starts following six kids in California whose parents seem to be part of the social elite. Uh, the parents routinely met every year for a charity event that only included them, which, no red <laughs> not flags. Not really a charity not event. One. All right. Uh, and due to this, the kids uh, have known each other their entire lives. Okay. Uh, one year during one of their fundraisers, uh, the kids find a secret passage, like all of these back tunnels in one of their houses. They found, a, they found the back cave? Kind of. Yeah. Um, it led to a uh, one-way mirror, or two-way mirror, however the fuck you say that, where you can see through but nobody else can. Oh, okay. Where so. they saw all of their parents dressed in various costume. Fucking. Sat, well, no, this isn't an eyes-wide-shut kind of deal. Oh, <laughs> I can't unsee what I fucking saw. No. I saw my, I saw my mom's butthole. Although, probably just <laughs> as uh, traumatizing for their kids to walk in on had it been an eyes-wide-shut I'll decide deal. that. Let me, let me have it. Uh, sacrificing a virgin for some ritual. No, I'd And calling much themselves see, the pride. I would much rather see that. That sounds kind of racist, by the way. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I would much rather see my parents killing somebody than fucking, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's just me. I didn't have the whole accidentally see them when I was a kid thing, which I am very thankful for. My parents aren't in shape. It just seems like it'd be bad for everybody <laughs> involved. Yeah. I'd much rather see him kill a virgin. I'm sorry. I feel bad for the virgin, I guess, but... <laughs> 
Ugh. Well, the kids then decide to, of course, run away and use whatever is at their means to defeat their obviously supervillain parents. Okay. Like, they've seen them kill one person, and they're like, no, they are the worst supervillains ever. That's kind of how it starts. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. I No. <laughs> Killing a virgin... On record, bad thing. That's the offensive. Unless they can stop a volcano, (laughs) then it's fine. The Aztecs were great. (laughs) Baseball should only only be played with severed heads. That's all I'm saying. Um, they uh they decided to steal weapons and resources from their parents, and some of them learned that they actually have powers. Uh, now I'm gonna go through the these six kids. Okay. And touch a little bit on their parents, but not too much. I'll get into that later. Uh, so the first one, uh, Alex Wilder, who is referred to many times uh, as being a prodigy. Like, he's just able to outthink everything. But the first time you see him, he's playing, like, a Marvel superheroes version of World of Warcraft, an MMORPG where he's playing as superheroes. So he's like a wasted mind, kind of? Kind of. Or just well, kind he's, of, he's still uh, just a kid. Oh, okay. So he's just, like, dreaming of what he could be or wants to be, maybe? Oh, no, he's just playing online games with his... That's not how you play online games? No. I mean, a... I don't I don't play my... I was uh... a level 13 undead rogue once. I think I know what I'm talking about. I don't play my uh, level 80 warrior uh, worgen. How did you not get bored before level 80? I did a couple times. I've quit the game like five times, and I'm thinking about getting it again. I'm sick, Danny. You I'm sick. You can't. I can't. No. <laughs> I, I can't let you do that. <laughs> I will sacrifice you. Um... Back. Or, or fuck your parents in front of you. Whichever one you think is worse. I'll do it. Please please don't fuck my dad in front of me. <laughs> see? You'd rather see him die, right? <laughs> Not the virgin or my dad? <laughs> your dad. Coin toss. <laughs> I'm going to either kill or murder. Uh, I'm either going to kill or fuck your dad. Which one would you rather see? <laughs> uh, I guess fuck him at that point. <laughs> really? It, I kind of like my dad way, being around a little bit. Either way, the podcast has to continue with me as your co-host. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can talk without looking into your eyes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but his, back to uh, the Runaways, Alex. Yeah. His parents uh, are crime bosses. They're they're essentially the mafia of L.A. Okay. Um, and Alex is known as the brain of the group. Uh, the next person, Nico Minoru, uh, who is an Asian goth witch who, during a fight with her mother, received the staff of one. Her uh, parents are dark uh, wizards. The definition alone makes her sound really attractive. I'm not going to comment. Kinda. Oh, wait. How old is she? Uh, well, they're all teenagers. Okay. Wait. The oldest one being 18. I'll say she's the oldest, and then it's nope. okay. Shut up, Robert. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> uh, but if she was an adult, totally. <laughs> you actually made it a little bit worse, so that's, that's fine. Good. Good. Hey, I can't just leave you out there without a buoy, dude. Thanks. <laughs> I just threatened to sex murder your dad. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't deserve help, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, but the Staff of One is a magical weapon so powerful that it scares Dormammu. I know him. Yeah, he's big old demon dude. Yeah. Uh, he was recently in the most recent Doctor Strange movie. Haven't seen it. He's the big bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I have access to it. I just haven't watched it. It's... It's a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I don't it, like uh, it's Cumberbatch. Iron Man, but with magic. I like Iron Man with metal. I just it, it's entertaining. Does Black Sabbath still play at the end? No. I'm out. <laughs> you play the Wizard, the song "The Wizard" I, by Black I, Sabbath. I actually don't know what the song that ended it was. I, I was talking to people when that was going on. 
You make it the wizard by Black Sabbath. You had Black Sabbath, Iron Man, and Iron Man. For this discussion, it was the wizard by Black Sabbath. Thank you. Great movie. Loved it. Yeah. And at the end of X-Men, it's uh, Nightcrawler by uh, Judas Priest. No. That's stupid. You're stupid. (laughs) You make it fairies wear boots by Black Sabbath. You gotta keep it Sabbath, my son. My son. I went for the phonic S. I guess. Yeah. Um... The staff of one stays inside of uh, Nico's body until she bleeds, upon which it comes out of her chest. That is fucked up sounding. It goes inside of her and doesn't come out until no, she like bleeds. No, like she she just absorbs it. When, when I understand, but her it sounds... and her mom are in a fight, her mom hits her with the uh, butt of it uh, in the chest, and her body just like straight up absorbed it, and her mom did not know what was going on. For a magical witch of great power not to know what's going on with magical items, right. it's kind of a bad deal normally, Yeah, but it allowed her to... Uh, to be able to use her magic when she gets cut or when she gets hit, however she decides to bleed that day. <laughs> At one what point, she does the, cut herself. What if it's that time of the month? They actually cover that, and yes, it does happen. Good. <laughs> they covered that. Yeah. Oh. She she was very moody, and then uh, they it's got to shut up, idiots like me, isn't it? Like, oh no, we've been there. Yes. Oh, good. I'm pretty sure that's exactly why they did. It had to be, right? Be- because she was very moody during the beginning. They get into a fight. Nothing hits her. The staff of one just comes out, and one of the guys is like, why did why did that happen? I thought it only happens when she... And then she turns around and glares at him and goes, oh. It's a PMS joke. That's yes. good. Yeah. That's good. And... Uh, great to hear that from your Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, God. I feel like a criminal. Um, but her magic is very limited, or at least she hasn't learned enough about it to be <laughs> super effective, because <coughs> I'll put that we get it, you vape. I just, I'm new to it. I know. Huh. But she doesn't have full control of her power. Uh, basically, she she's still new. She hasn't learned enough about it yet. So right now, all that she can do when she draws the Staff of One is she uses one word spells okay. that she can only use once. Interesting. Yeah, so, like, the first one that she ever uses is Freeze, which iced the place. Like everything around her? Like, fr- froze uh, one of their parents in their tracks, couldn't move. Oh. Uh, but the next time she went to use that during a burglary, pelicans flew out of the Staff of One. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. She can't use the same word twice, so... I understand, um, but how does that translate to pelicans? Uh Basically, because she tried using the same word twice, it created a chaos magic kind of thing. Oh, okay. And it just whatever it decided to make. Like Scarlet Witch kind of thing, like, okay. Kind of. Yeah. Um, But after she gets her powers, uh, she shortly after starts going by the name of Sister Grimm. Sister Grimm. Yeah. I like it. It's a cool name. Yeah, I thought so. Um, The next person to talk about is Carolina Dean, uh, who... She discovers she is an alien whose powers are activated when she removes her uh, medical emergency bracelet. Kind of like those... I know it sounds ridiculous. It does, man. <laughs> um, but you know how some people who have seizures have to wear uh, bracelets on their arm saying, if I if I go down, please don't uh, call an ambulance because they can't afford it, which right. is sad. Oh, very, yeah. Please don't help save my life. Right. Or... People with bracelets that say I'm diabetic. If I, if I go down, please throw this thing in my vein. Put a Snickers in my mouth. Uh, yeah, something. yeah, I got you. Um, well, she was always told never to take it off. Well, after seeing her uh, parents kill someone, right? And well, actually, she didn't. She had gone out of the room with the littlest girl. 
Oh. Okay. Um, and the others told her what happened, but they decided to investigate all of their parents, and they found a thing with the medical, uh, the medical cross with the two snakes, yeah. uh, representing Mercury. Long story. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um. They found that with, like, the Ghostbusters thing around it. And they specifically reference <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And so she takes it off, and she starts glowing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the bracelet itself is made of an alien material that suppresses her powers and makes her look human. Her parents... Kryptonite. Parent... Uh, no. Oh. Uh, her and her parents... Uh, well, her parents are Majestanian invaders. Like, Majestic. Yeah. Not as cool of a name as Sister Grimm. Uh, no. Well, I haven't gotten to what her name is. That's what her species is. Right. Um, Magistanians are an alien race that absorbs solar energy and radiates it from, uh, in, in the form of Colors of the Rainbow. Are they like the aliens from Mass Effect where they're all blue and have giant boobies? No. Oh. They're very col- Colors of the rainbow. Did you not catch that part? No, I didn't. I was thinking of blue boobies. <laughs> let, let me say <laughs> that sentence again then. Uh, Magistanians are an alien race that absorbs solar energy and radiates it in the form of the collars of the rainbow. Oh, hey, it's like right there. Yeah. That's what that whole sentence is about. Yes, it was. Huh. Uh, she is often called Car or K for short and is known uh, to be uh, known for her free spirit and kind nature. She, she's very much the hippie of the group. Boo. Oh, uh, No. I actually really like her character. Hippie's bad, Robert. I'm a hippie. See? I was also a military person. I'm allowed to be both. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm neither, so that's cool. Uh, The thing that I have no problem with you booing is she is a vegan. Boo! There you go. Uh, (laughs) But she's also pretty much the peacekeeper of the group. Uh, She also once mentioned being a protester. Boo. Uh, No. I have no problem Ah, with protests. If you have enough free time to protest, you know. I don't even have time to make a sign. You make time. And it would be misspelled. And? This says, fell, no, we won't go. What's that mean? (laughs) That's what it means. He's an idiot. Uh, After learning of her power, she starts going by Lucy in the Sky, or LSD, based off of the popular Beatles song uh, by the name of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Nice. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Her parent... Oh, I'll get to that later. Okay. The next one, Gertrude York's horrible name. Yes. Like... I feel bad for this character on name Sounds alone. Sounds like the ugliest baby ever born. Uh, uh, also, taste of peppermint. What? York. Oh, pepper York pepper. Okay. Yeah, okay. It, it wasn't it. a good it joke. It took me a second yeah. uh, because I've, I've never known anybody to like those. No, like the second worst candy ever? Pretty much. Right aside from the candy corn. Oh, and candy corn. That's true. It's the third worst candy ever. I would gladly eat a peppermint patty over fucking candy corn. Uh, I don't know. Good and plenty. I don't mind good and plenty's. They're black licorice. You sick bastard. I don't like black licorice. You're right. You're thinking of Mike and Ike's. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, But Gertrude Yorks starts going by the name of Arsenic. Um, She is the daughter of time-traveling thieves. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's better. My my parents were a waitress and a janitor. (laughs) The character is very book smart, but also the most standoffish. She's uh, very, very sarcastic and just snide comments. You know, teenage bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word. I couldn't think of another word. And this cunt, you wouldn't even believe, all right? She fucking reads. I would not get along with this person. And has a diary. 
Let me say that. I probably would not get along with this person if they were real. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, she has socialist leanings and is ethic, uh, ethnically Jewish. Hmm. So she's Jewish by birth. Sounds familiar. Uh, but she's spiritually agnostic. I, I'm glad they put that in the... I don't care. <laughs> it's part of her character. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, while looking for information from her parents, uh, the group ends up uh, finding a velociraptor. Oh, now I'm interested. <laughs> uh, this, this is what kind of makes her cool, because her parents are time travelers, which means she gets certain time travel stuff. Right. She like got a dinosaur. A, she got a dinosaur. Uh, like someone pissed her off. She yelled. The dinosaur jumped on him. Really? She, she has an attack velociraptor. She had her parents went into the future and had one genetically created and telepathically linked to her. Was that, that's like the best birthday present ever, right? But she wasn't supposed to find it until the event of their death. Oh, how dumb is that? It's pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like as much as I love this series, it's just dumb little stuff like that. Of hey. You're not, we're doing all of this stuff. We're not going to let you in on any of it. And one day we're just going to die. And then you're going to find out some really serious heavy shit. Also, bad dinosaur. Yeah. So instead of going that route, why why wouldn't they go, hey, while we're alive, you need to know some stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, or they're, they're bad guys. So just don't get your daughter a pet dinosaur that could eat your but face off. Here's the thing. They honestly think they're doing right by him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So why not, br- like, for Spider-Man, Peter Parker, I understand not bringing people in. That puts them at risk. But right. if you're the one that is pretty much running L.A., at that point you can pull somebody aside and be like, hey, uh, spawn of my loins, here's what's up. Yeah, never have kids. I don't plan on it. I Good. don't. Spawn no. of my loins. I couldn't. I feel gross right uh, now. I felt gross saying it because that means I would have had a kid. Oh, God. Yeah, that kid would hate you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, and also, just having a kid, I wouldn't trust him with a dinosaur. Well, when they're about 16, you wouldn't? No. I would. Could you imagine instead of getting a, your first car, you got a dinosaur? You'd be the biggest piece of shit ever. I'm already kind of the biggest piece of shit ever. What's your point? You'd, it'd be, you'd be you with a dinosaur. Exactly! Hey, I'm not saying it wouldn't be good for you. Bad for everybody else. Uh, only people that, you know. Hey, remember yesterday when you, like, pushed me into my locker at school? Well, hey, I just sent a fucking T-Rex to eat your whole family. <laughs> Revenge! Not, not the whole family, just their chihuahua. You don't kill the dog. I do if I buy it for him specifically for the case of feeding it You're to my Velociraptor. You are terrible at revenge. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. That would be really sad if I like, this cute little Chihuahua. And then I had to what? Never get, mind. Get, get a puppy Chihuahua. Give it to him. Let it stay with them for like two years. And then that Velociraptor is gonna eat it in front of him. Man, that no, way you, they're attached. You don't want to go two years. You want to get it while it's in that cute puppy phase, watching something that cute die. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I've seen a dog eat a I don't want to kill before. cute things. I want to kill the rat-looking dog. You know, I've seen a dog eat kittens before. It's yeah. pretty gruesome. Yes. So if you get him You small, still have that dog. He's a good dog. <laughs> I don't like kittens. So, you know, my I wife guess. was very sad. I can imagine because she found <laughs> she found him the hard way. Yeah, she's blind. Yes. She's like, oh, why isn't the kitten moving? And then it turns out it was missing a leg and half of its head and part yeah. of its spine. I'm going to probably edit this part out. That's fine. It's super sad and gross. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the Velociraptor. Um, so she discovers that uh, she has this link with this dinosaur and decides to put it back uh, in the room so that her parents don't know that she was down there. Okay. Uh, but she forgot to lock the door. 
Oh. And hijinks ensue, huh? Hijinks kind of ensue because at the next house, they actually run into some of their parents. And she's about to get blasted. And then the dinosaur jumps through the window and tackles them. Tackles the parents? Tackles the parents. Okay. Like, hey, that was our death dinosaur. You got it too early. Uh, not her parents, somebody else's parents. Oh, okay. Uh, she finds out that she can't sick the dinosaur on her parents. She tries. Uh, oh, good. But they have that already safeguarded as being also mentally linked with them a little bit. Her orders are, like, it follows her, but it can't attack them. Right. There's a safeguard there. Yeah. Which on a dinosaur. makes you think, you know, uh, they actually planned on telling it, telling them. Yeah, if they're dead, then why wouldn't they? Why would the dinosaur not be able to attack? Them? Exactly, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Thank you for following that with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but she names the Velo- uh, she names the Velociraptor Old Lace. Why? It's a movie reference. Remember how I said she calls herself Arsenic? Yeah. There's an old film out there called Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh, okay. I just assumed and, it was left to the poison. Uh, Arsenic. No. No. Uh, she, she had a movie thing going. I know this is the wrong podcast, but let's do a shoot from the hip real quick. What would you name your Velociraptor? I just named mine Bitey. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> like, that way they know not to fuck with you. Uh, Raptor make rap face? No, that sounds bad. <laughs> the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would honestly just probably go really simplistic with it and call him Gur. Gur? Yeah. <laughs> what if you gave it like a people name? Or Tiny. Tiny. The ironic. Yeah, yeah. the ironic one. That's not Here, bad. Tiny. Here, Tiny. <laughs> or a classic dog name. Just like, oh, this is Duke. And he's just sitting there scratching himself behind his ear. No, even better. Shit yourself. <laughs> Here's why. You're about to shit yourself. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, the attack word and the. Yeah, okay. I'm glad that when we do a shoot from the hip and you're all in Hold My Beer, you never have an answer. But apparently if it's about dinosaurs, you're all in, buddy. Uh, ask me nerdy shit, and I have answers for days. Yeah, I, okay, sure. Oh, no, I've thought about what I would do with a pet velociraptor. Tell me as a kid you didn't, motherfucker. I wanted a T-Rex. Exactly! Not a velociraptor. No, okay, but a dinosaur. Honestly, yeah. I would rather have a pterodactyl, put a saddle on his back, ride that bitch around. Nah, terrified of heights, can't do it. I saw Dinotopia way too many times as a kid. Oh, never watched it, but okay. It's actually one of the few... Uh, few things that me and my grandfather sat down and watched together. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, my grandfather usually just sat around and told me that he thought I was gay. I mean, he was right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was into race cars and lawnmowers, so, you know, if you don't see me, I'm probably in the closet trying to suck my own dick. That's what I believe anytime I can't find you. It's usually what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I have 29 years. Haven't made it yet. Sucks. You know, if you, if you lose these bottom two ribs right here, it makes it easier, apparently. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one, Chase Stein, uh, who is also known as Talkback for a little bit. They all end up eventually dropping their names. Okay. Um, that one's pretty weak. <laughs> well, it's because he's always mouthing. That's yeah. li- no, I kind of like, got that, but <laughs> still not good, man. Uh, he's originally depicted as a dumb jock, uh, which is something that in the very first issue, when you very first see him, his father is calling him a dumb jock and beating the shit out of him. Very abusive father. Most people, most dads would be proud of the dumb jock. Uh, well, it's because he didn't get an A in this class. I was saying, I'm like striving for my. I, I was just a dumb dork. If, if my son's a dumb jock, hey, <laughs> at least he has a shot at like a football career or something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's unlikely, but it's better than what I wound up being. Chase is a very interesting one. He 
a character. He's the oldest of the group, uh, actually being 18. Okay. Um, all the all of the others are 17 and below. Besides the hot Asian witch, we've decided she's 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I believe in the comics at this point she is, so it's cool. Oh hell yeah! It's it kind it's kind of like watching Harry Potter and going, "Hey, that chick's hot now." Now she's hot. Uh, okay. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't think Emma Watson or whatever. Yeah. Oh, not even a little bit. No. You don't think she's hot? No. You're wrong. Okay. But... <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> My bad. I, no, I don't find her attractive at all. But okay. that's me. Ron um, Weasley, on the other hand. Ron Weasley. I've I've seen the first Harry Potter movie. Man, I don't fucking know. To me, she's still eight. I never finished she's the movies. She's been in other movies. Not that I've seen. She's in the new Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's not. Once I, again, I don't find you're her wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. You can say that you don't find her attractive. You can't say... Oh, can I, please? Yeah. You can't say she's not hot. No, I can. One, one is you trying to state it as a fact. The other one is I'm here's Robert, my Robert, I say all kinds of things with no evidence or proof or reason. And I on constantly the show. call you out on that shit. At one point, I was like, "Well, if we were in a room for you, yes, he might be you nice thinking to that us. you're trying to do a bit." <laughs> yeah, time now. I'm just rambling. Yeah. Um, his parents are mad scientists. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> um, yeah, he's actually kind of a wild card because he uh, he doesn't. He doesn't think like the others. The others are very moralistic, but when they first go on the run, he's like, "Hey, I've got this place. I call it the hostel." And they're like, "No, let's let's not go that there." It's like a very inviting place. Um, well, it's a cave. Okay. <laughs> so it's not necessarily the most inviting, but it's mm-hmm. a shelter. Right. Um, when they ask him about his uh, windowless white van, he goes, "Well, well I'm a rapist." <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What he actually tells him is. Uh, when the shootings uh, a couple years before the comic came out happened, uh, the they got away in a white van, and it took forever for them to find them because they were in a windowless white van that plumbers, construction, uh, you know. Oh, well, I drive one to work. Yeah, yeah. Any working vehicle, not any, but most white van, they just blend in. Yeah. And so that's why he rides it, specifically so that he can get in and not be seen. I really don't think that would work, but hey, comic book logic, time-traveling thieves, I'm going to let the white van go. Fucking (laughs) Velociraptor, you know? Yeah. The white van's fine. Um, From his parents, he steals some x-ray specs and fistigons, which are the uh, world's most powerful gauntlets. They do a whole bunch of different things. First thing he learns to do is, uh, no. Not master Metal. Metal. Metal with claws. Yeah. Oh, so he doesn't jerk off. No. Them. Oh, good. Uh, but he can blow fire out of them. That's the first thing that he learns to do with them. Hey, you can make anything your thing, you know. Uh, he also later gets ones for his feet um, that allow him to fly and shit. Okay. And, and like shoot rockets and like all kinds of powers from these two things. X-ray specs, though. Yes, uh, that's kind <laughs> of comical because when he first puts them on, uh, Caroline or Caroline, the alien girl. I'm forgetting her name right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nico. Uh, are like, what are those? And he just starts smiling, goes, nothing, as he's wearing them, looking at <laughs> yeah, at them yeah. in their underwear. It's a boner for no reason. Yeah. That's not what <laughs> um, And the last of the group is the youngest, Molly Hayes, who is 13 when it all starts. And she is a very powerful uh, mutant with super strength. All right. Her parents, obviously mutants as well, um, did not know that she had the mutant gene in her. Like, they tested her and 
couldn't find it. Oh. So they just assumed that she was going to grow up human, um, even though they are both very powerful psychics. Oh, all right. Um, but she has, like I said, super strength, but it comes at a cost. She, in the comics, has thrown uh, Wolverine, who is very heavy with his animanium, through yeah. several walls in one go. Okay. Uh, but when she uses her strength like that, it drains her, and she, like... She'll she'll be standing up and just pass out. She has to sleep. She cannot control that. Oh, all right. So it just physically drains her. Yeah. All right. Um, and she she's the youngest. She looks up to Chase as like an older brother. That makes sense. Yeah. Is he like the father figure of the group, kind of, or is it just like a brother sister kind of thing? For those two, it's more just a brother sister kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's really good relationships. It, is what this comic is really about is the relationships that form between. Between them, um, it actually dives into uh, Carolina, uh, or Caroline, Carolina, I was right. Uh, Carolina later comes out as being lesbian, because mm-hmm. um, like, she was interested in this character and then that character, and then she's like, no, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually a lesbian, and they start diving into that a little bit, um, but that, that comes later. Alright. Um... With Nico, uh, she actually starts dating Alex, kind of. Like, it, it, she kisses him, and then they don't know what to say to each other, really. It's awkward teenage shit. You just try to grab the boobies. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Never worked. I, I bet not. I bet you got slapped a lot. Ah, no, no, no. It's too ugly to slap. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might get the ugly on them. That's yeah, right. It's contagious, man. Yeah. Um, it's what my wife tells me, anyways. <laughs> That's why she won't touch me. Except for that one time you fell. Yep. Three Birthday times. party tomorrow. That one time five years ago. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Man, life sucks. Um. So, so far I've kind of danced around what their parents actually are. Right. So, the Pride's origin was only covered in one issue of the comic during, during its entire run. Uh, issue number 13. Uh, the six couples were called together in 1985 by the Gibberim. The what? Three myth- mythical giants who had ruled the world when it had, quote, originally been one serene utopia. Their six-toed uh, giant, like, goat-headed. They're giant gods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they have six toes. That matters somehow. Uh, six toes and six fingers. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I decided to give a physical description. My bad. It's, I'm not. It's not on you. You didn't give him six toes and six. This fingers. is also true, Danny. Thank you for getting off my back. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, the Gibberim, uh informed the couples who revealed themselves to be aliens, time travelers, magicians, scientists, mutants, and criminals that they desired to turn the world into the same peaceful utopia it had been millions of years before, but they did not have the strength. The Gibberim required the six couples help or, quote, uh, pride, to uh, wipe out the entire planet, uh, yeah, to wipe out the entire planet and then would achieve their goal. I wrote that weird. I'm glad that, like, they thought the best way to clear the planet was take everybody, one person at a time, into a room and stab them. That won't take long or anything. Okay, I skipped a line. That's oh, okay. Yeah, uh, to wipe out the entire planet and when they had achieved their goal, uh, six of the 12 who served... Uh, them best would be able to rule the world with them. Um, while, Only half? Yeah. That well, sucks for the other half. While the other six would perish with the rest of the human race. Hmm. Um, the couples agreed and formed the pride. 
right. Yeah. Uh, the Gibrim required a sacrifice every year for uh, 25 years in order to get their strength. During this time, they had given the pride wealth and all of their abilities were enhanced so they could rule over the entire uh, L.A. area. Uh, to a point where during Dark Reign, Norman Osborne calls them the dominant and most feared criminal organization in the West Coast. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's kind of cool, man. Uh, every year, the Pride gathered at the Wilder residence, uh, using an excuse of the annual charity fundraiser. The one where nobody was invited. Right, where, yeah. they, where they would perform the, quote, rite of blood, ritual sacrifice of an innocent young female victim. Uh, always had to be female. Well, it always does, uh, Right? Come on. Volcanoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the spear of the victim would then be fed to the Gibrim during the rite of thunder. And rock and roll. <laughs> Yeah, so after Janet Stein, Chase's mom, uh, became pregnant during their third year as the Pride, uh, all of the couples agreed to end their struggle against each other and um, just go through with what the Gibberim want and then give it to their six kids. Oh, okay. Um, But you know what happens then. Kids find out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So what year, how long have they been doing the sacrifices? Just three years? Uh, three years when Chase got uh, conceived. Oh, okay. So they uh, were probably around like year 20 or so? 21. 20, well, 20, yeah, he's 18 year old, correct? Yeah. So, okay. I, I'm glad they didn't wait for like the whole like, oh, they only got one sacrifice left. Right. That's good. That's right. There, there's still some time there. Yeah. Um. But, uh. Alex ended up manipulating the runaways as a way of taking the six tickets in paradise for himself. He actually finds out, uh, had found out all about the pride before the first meeting, uh, that they saw ever happened. He had witnessed it the year before when he tried to get away from the group. Okay. Um, and so he already knew about the pride and had been manipulating things with the runaways, um, and working kind of behind the scenes to help his parents because he was still vastly loyal to his parents. Even after seeing him kill people. Even after seeing him kill people. All right. Um, And basically what he was trying to do was the three of us and Nico and her parents can be in paradise with us. Oh, he's picking favorites to go with him? Uh, Picked one person to go with him. Okay, so, I mean, did the gods ever say that they got to choose the six? Uh, Because nobody's going to be like, well, take me, I'm done living. Not really. So, yeah, why would they assume it was them? Uh, I think that they figured that they could just go, we pass this on to them. Our two votes go to him. And if all of them do that, then there's your six. But That'd be a hell of an episode of Survivor, man. <laughs> During uh, the last confrontation, they actually see the Gibberim. Oh, okay. The Runaways do? Uh, the Runaways and the Pride. You, you, They all see the Gibberim. Right, well, I'm assuming the Pride had seen them before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be able to count their phalanges. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the Pride had seen him before. This is the first time that the Runaways actually saw him. And if memory is serving right, which it may not be, um, but I believe they actually say... Um, this some, looks like a bad Megadeth cover? Uh, no. Oh. Something akin to what you were just saying, that they don't have the right to choose. Oh, it was okay. their choice. Nice. Um, but Alex comes out as the traitor in the group and basically tells his plan to Nico. She beats the shit out of him. Okay, and Alex was the gauntlet guy? No, no. that's uh, Chase. Okay, so which one's Alex? Sorry. Al- Alex <laughs> is the one that was the prodigy. He had been working for his... Right, okay. Yeah, he, he was the traitor to the group. All right, got you. Um, 
and he ended up getting destroyed by the Gimarim. Hey, happens. Yeah, and, and then... Now, does that count as one of the six? No. Oh. Uh, so, the rest of the runaways get out of there. The parents all get trapped in this underwater layer mm. where this is all taking place. And to the best of the runaways' knowledge, they are dead. The gods probably killed them. Uh, well... The giant go-ahead the, 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 <laughs> the uh, layer collapsed. Oh, okay. But, you know, the giant... Like, all giants are tricky. You can never really trust a giant unless his name is Andre. Uh, but during... I just snuck a, reference, a wrestling reference in. I know. Come on. Don't ignore it. I always ignore it. Andre the Giant. Princess Bride. Great movie. Want a peanut? Kind of. Want a cookie? Hello, lady. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, during... That's all volume one right there. Okay. Uh, during that volume, I actually found out that the Deans and the Hazes, uh, the mutants and the aliens... Uh, they had basically formed their own uh, alliance saying, we have superior genes. The rest of them either use technology or were just given their uh, gifts and riches by the Gibrim. We're the ones that actually deserve this because we are genetically better and yeah. plan on taking the six spots for themselves. It came out to the rest of them right before the layer collapsed. That oh. they had planned on it. So they were all turning on those two families when hmm. the shit collapsed. All right. And that's also when they found out that, oh, we don't get to pick the spots. Uh, it was a little bit before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All in the first volume. Oh, that's all in the first volume. And that's very long story short in it. Right. Um, after that, they all got separated. As you do. Yeah. Uh, put in different protective homes. Molly Hayes, the super strength mutant. Mm -hmm. She goes to the X Manor. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they, they all get sent to different places and they all end up running away to be with each other again and making sure that nobody takes the spot that their parents had left behind. Oh, okay. Because their parents were the crime lords of L.A. And it's because of them that L.A. was never really a big blip on the radar for other supervillains. They knew to stay out. But with them, so even the villains were kind of scared of this family. Yes. Well, hell, if Norman Osborn calls him out. Then yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's the craziest. Exactly. So, and so if he's saying no, they're dangerous. Stay away. And I'm a goblin. I know what I'm saying. Exactly. Goblin um, slash president. So with them all gone, that created a power vacuum. And at this point, the media knows that they were the pride, and that their kids were the ones that did a like did them in. Right. Um, and so they all end up running away, and this is where they end up running into Captain America, and then running into Wolverine as he gets thrown through walls, and then finally Spider-Man, where you have the great scene with uh, Victor Mancha, who I've not brought up yet, but I will here in a second, going, you, you, you're, you're, yes, I'm Batman. It's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, he told me about yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Batman. <laughs> um, Like, comics are referenced a lot in... In Runaways. Oh, okay. Yeah, but never Marvel Comics, because it's in its own universe. Right. But I, I could imagine Earth uh, 1616, which was the Ultimates universe, which was around during this time. Yeah. I could imagine it being a comic in their universe. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. They, they just never bring it up. The way the stories are still in the universe, but they just didn't really happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, But, yeah, they end up bringing on... Uh, throughout the rest of the series, three more people. All right. Uh, the first one being Victor Mancha, who I've already mentioned. Uh, how he gets brought in is kind of cool. Uh, he is the son of Ultron, 
uh, via cloning in nanotech. The Runaways first heard of Victor Mancha as a boy who would grow up to become the villain Victorious, uh, a man who would rule the world after dismantling the Avengers. They're taught this uh, by Gertrude, who is in her mid-30s, came back in time. Time traveler. Yeah, yeah. Came back in time to give them a warning before she died, um, basically saying that this person is the son of the most dangerous villain that the world has ever known. At first, they think it's Doom. Um, then they find the guy and find out, no, he's the son of Ultron, and he doesn't even know it. Like he It's had... like the one bad guy you don't think you have to be afraid of reproducing. Exactly. Because he's a robot. Exactly. But he found a woman who, due to drugs that were forced into her system, could not uh, have kids. Right. And so he took her, uh, some of her genetic material and cloned her uh, into a man, because that's how Marvel works sometimes, yeah. and then used nanotechnology to build uh, within his genetics uh, machinery. All right. Yeah. Uh, very powerful. Controls electromagnetic uh, fields, can use a little bit of lightning. Um, very interesting character. Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of him. But uh, during this trip that uh, future Gertrude took, you also find out that Chase um, is the future's Captain America. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, he He's Captain America. Like, they're all part of the future Avengers, except for Victorious killed them all. She's the last one. Oh, all right. So she came back to give them the warning so they could take it out while he's still a teenager. Oh, nice. They meet him, run into him, and go... No, you did not know that this was part of you. It's part of programming. We can try to help you. And so he ends up joining the team. I wouldn't trust him. Uh, well, he he has a teenager's personality. Like, he was supposed to age and grow up into uh, something that would right. betray them. But because they knew of Ultron's programming him. first, they can try to save him. Yeah, through the power of friendship. <laughs> or science. And friendship. <laughs> Um, the next person to join them is a shape-shifting super scroll. Now, scrolls, for those who don't know, in the Marvel Universe are an alien race that can uh, change their shape, and they also can uh, take on uh, certain powers of different superheroes. <coughs> One, uh, the scrolls known as super scrolls can actually use... Uh, multiple different superheroes powers the first super scroll appearing in fantastic four having all of their abilities um there's a very famous cover of like he has the arm of the thing but he has fire coming out of another hand you can't see one of his legs and his other like stretching out like you see all the powers encompassed in one body it's actually pretty cool exactly and uh this person uh zavin also has the same powers as his Fantastic Four. Not as powerful as the original, but he's still he's still honing his abilities. Okay. Um, when he first appeared, he was taking on the form of a black male, but changed into a black female just for the sake of Carolina Dean. Um, I'll explain that in a second. The Deans had been exiled from their planet Majestane uh, for their criminal activities, they traveled to Earth where they encountered Zavin's father, Prince Dezian of the Scrolls, who was going who was trying to rule the planet. The Deans stopped the destruction because they live there now, um, but gave the Scrolls the location of another more valuable planet, Majestane. Their home planet. Right. In order to prove they weren't lying, they gave Prince Dezian's son their daughter's hand in marriage. 
So Carolina did not know this. Right. Um, it was kind of a shock when they brought that up because it was like, oh, interesting. Because uh, he came back and was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm supposed to marry you. And then yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she didn't at first. And a- after they got to know each other a little bit better, she was like, you know, you're nice and all that, but I, I don't swing that way. And he goes, oh, not a problem. And turns into a black girl. So, uh, okay. Well, scrolls aren't necessarily gendered. No, I understand. But it just seems weird. Like, well, she's a lesbian, so I'll just I'll grow a vagina. <laughs> I don't that work necessarily because you'd have the same personality. And I don't know if lesbians are just based off of physical. I don't know. Do you really want to go down that road? Not really. This? It just seems kind of weird, you know? Okay, Danny. Um... The, the the deans actually believe that Zavin would die in the scroll magis scroll Magistanian war. Uh, he arrived on Earth in order to marry uh, Carolina and hope hopefully stop the fifteen year war between their races. Uh, so he he came on that mission to stop the war that her parents started. Mm-hmm. Um, in Runaway's Dead Wrong story arc, a group of surviving Magistanians arrived to arrest Carolina for the crimes of her parents. After they repeatedly attack the runaways, Zavin realizes that the aliens won't stop until they get Carolina. Carolina apparently gets captured by him, and the group can't find Zavin, and then they find out uh, they find a knocked out Carolina uh, laying behind a rock. He knocked her out and took her took her took form, her form yeah. to save her life. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. true love. And lastly, uh, the last person to join was Clara Prast, uh, a.k.a. Tower of Flower or Rosebed. Oh, Tower of Flower, huh? When the time displaced... Oh, so they stole more technology from the Pride after they went away, and they found this thing called the Leapfrog, not knowing that it can also jump through time, because okay. Gertrude's uh, parents... The time-traveling bandits, yeah. Right. Um, And they ended up in 1907, where they met the 12-year-old uh, Clara um, she, uh, had to live, who had to live with, and lastly, Clara Prest, <laughs> aka Tower of Flower or Rosebed. When the time displaced runaways li- landed in 1907, they met, they meet 12 year old Clara, who had to live to serve her abusive middle-aged husband. 1907. <laughs> yeah, I got that for you. Uh, Claire's ability to control or talk to, as she puts it, plants, uh, made it to where her, uh, like when she discovered that she can talk to plants and make them grow like crazy. Like she, beyond poison ivy status, can control plants and make plant monsters and shit. Okay. She's 12. Yeah, dumber name than poison ivy. Well, it's, the name is based off, uh, oh, you're talking about Tower of Flower. Got it. That's pretty bad. Well, her actual name, Clara Prast, is actually uh, a play on words of chloroplast referring to her plant plot. Yeah, uh, that's powers. fine. That's fine. The other one? No, that's dumb. But yeah, when she when she first discovered her mutant power, uh, her parents married her off to this guy because he was going to America and they needed to get her away. Yeah. And that's what they did. Even though she was still a very young child, um, went, so she runs into... The Runaways, which 
this series is kind of interesting because there's like a 1907 version of the Punisher, not going by that name. Like they oh, all have okay. different names, but like you see different parallels between superheroes now and superheroes back then. That's kind of cool. I th- I thought it was very interesting yeah. that they went that way. Um, and she joins the group and they bring her back to today's date. Now, could you imagine jumping a hundred years into the future? Just the technology jump between 1907. Well, if I was in 1907 and I came to 2017, the first thing I would do is take a bath. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have a choice. Hot water heater, they man. They would bathe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, hey, yeah, it'd be crazy. Fucking iPads would be witchcraft, you know. Well, uh, she actually has some trouble at first getting used to uh, technology today. The thing that she struggles with the most, though, is uh, Carolina and Zavin's relationship. Interracial lesbians? Lesbians. What I don't I think the interracial had anything to do with it. Uh, well, if she's from 1906, it probably had something to do but, with it. But, yeah, she she was actually <laughs> very, like, standoffish about, because uh, she, she saw him kissing. Right. And her and Molly were, like, best friends. Like, that's why she joined them was because of Molly. And she made it clear to Molly that she was not for it, and that was, like, one of their big fights. Oh, yeah. Well, it would be. <laughs> I mean. Um, the comic is... Very, very good. I love this comic series. And the one time you tried to text me about it, it was I was driving and you text me a fucking book and I wonder why it took me a while to respond. Like I can't <laughs> read it right now. I will die. Yes. Like Twelve pages. Not an excuse, you could pull over. <laughs> I was working. No, I couldn't. I would fire me. Um but yeah, it, you were talking about how the this writer makes things very sad. Brian gave on, yeah. Well, Gertrude and Chase start dating. Okay. She ends up dying. Which one? Gertrude. Okay. You know, the person that I literally just mentioned. Well, you mentioned two people. You said she, though, and the other one there was There you go. Dude, I got it, man. <laughs> I got it. You've, you've thrown out a lot of names this episode. I've thrown out 12. And parents. Yeah, I was counting the parents because oh, I only lot. used their last names. For 50 minutes, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, Gertrude and Chase start dating, and she actually ends up getting killed. Um, before she dies, she transfers her psychic link with Old Lace over to Chase, and she tries Dude, to. Dude, if I knew if I if I had a girlfriend, and I knew that if I killed her, I got a dinosaur. I'd do it. Oh no, she had to willingly transfer it over to him. I would do it. <laughs> um, but. As she's dying, she's tr- she's trying to tell him that she loves him, and she doesn't get it out before she dies. Oh, of course. It's actually a very, very – it hurts to read that scene. Oh, yeah. Vaughn's a dickhead. Um, in 2008, Marvel.com named Gert's death as the six out of ten best deaths in Marvel comic history. Just out of curiosity, what was number one? I don't remember. I guess – why would you look it up? We're not talking about that. Yeah. Wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, I just I just pulled out the one bit of information that was relevant to what Makes we're sense. talking I'm about I'm going to today. say it was Uncle Ben. He made Spider-Man by dying. I, I would actually probably believe at this point it would be Gwen Stacy. Gwen, yeah, probably. Although when your dad died in the comic books, it's pretty fucked up. Like, it, it, was, it was, it hit pretty hard. I, that one's probably up there, but I, I don't know. Happy Hogan has died a couple times. Aunt May. <laughs> Aunt May refuses to die after the third. Everybody dies around her. Everybody dies around her. Yeah, she she got including Hope that one time. (laughs) Yeah, that's when she got sniped. She killed Hope. Yeah, 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 I'm done. (laughs) 
Don't care anymore. Um, so that's the then. Let's on, move on to the now. Uh, on to the and. I'm skipping one. I, I'm We're sorry. done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, actually, the only thing that I can uh, really say about the end, the end is um, offshoots that they've been in. They've been in a couple of uh, Runaways meets uh, the Young Avengers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they've actually teamed up a couple times during se- the Secret Wars that recently happened mm-hmm. that restarted the universe. Uh, there was a runaway story in that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, where all all of the characters were different except for um, except for Molly Hayes. She 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 was still in there. Okay. The um, rest of the team had been changed out. The rest of the team had been changed out, hmm. which I didn't like that one as much. Like it was good to see a Runaways uh, story, but I I want my team. Right, but Nico and the, it's it's kind of weird to replace those members because the Runaways is it's not together out of necessity. They're there for the friendship and because they belong. To they, each, they're each other's family, right? So switching out the members there doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, it it worked for that story because the entire world was uh, rewritten. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, in fact, there were multiple worlds just kind of stitched together to create Battle World. Okay, and that's, that's great. Ba- name. Basically, what their story entailed. Um, was Doom, who was the leader of Battleworld, okay. uh, picked the best, uh, most talented children from different regions. So whether it was uh, Z- Marvel versus Zombies region, whoever's the best out of that gets in there. Whoever comes out of this world... And just patched together his own runaways team from it. Created, well, he was making an elite uh, police force. Oh, okay. And when they realized that their friends were actually dying and not getting expelled during these tests... They ran away. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, to try to fight what Doom's doing. Right. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. In- interesting story. Like I said, I would rather have my team. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But Nico is still active in comics today with uh, the A team, not the one from the, the not the one that pities fools. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, which this is a shame. Marvel's A team, which is an all female team, uh, including. Singularity, who is new uh, as of Secret Wars, like she got brought into existence during this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd never heard of her. <laughs> um, Captain uh, Car- Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. Right. Um, she Hulk and Medusa. Oh, all right. And then Nico. <laughs> they formed this team. And then when the world got reset, only Singularity remembered everything. Because, oh, yeah, I think you told me about that. And right. so she went and found the others. Uh, and Nico, still awesome using her staff. Uh, she has memorized the the Sauruses. I think I'm saying that right? The Saurus? The Well, multiple. He's, the Sora. Thor- she's memorized them all so that she can use her spells. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, so if she cool. needs someone to freeze, she has like 15 words for ice. Right. Frosty. That's, and it's kind of cool because uh, there's still a cap. You know, unless she can use it in different languages. I I think, well, I think she can. Yeah, then you're you're pretty much that. What if you make up your own language? But he, here's the thing. I don't think that she still has, I, I still don't think that she has actually studied her magic. If right. she was to actually study her magic, sit down with Doctor Strange a couple times and actually that, learn yeah. how to use your power. Right. Then you could get past that and she would actually be very powerful. She has something that scares Dormammu. It chose her. Yeah, that is the only, only way. I would learn Klingon. And I'd only use it for magic, you know? <laughs> just rock, rock. Which means I just untied your shoes. I, I would learn <laughs> Elvish. Eh, that's dumb. Sorry. <laughs> it's all dumb. Well, okay. Are, are you saying that Klingon is the only one that you would learn? 
Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. You were saying that you would only use it for magic. I would only use Elvish for magic. Because one, it sounds kind of magical. Yeah, you're taking it too nerdy somehow. I don't think I am. Yeah, you took I'm, it to Klingon. That's it, way nerdier. So, that's No, no. It sounds so angry, though. Like German. And? Yeah, I guess I could just learn German. Or you can uh, learn Romanian because, you know, evil, dark... Uh, I'm a gypsy. Vampire, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm, no, I'm sticking Klingon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much... Oh, they uh, they were in Civil War and Secret Invasion. All right. Um, in, uh, in Civil War is when they ran into the Young Avengers again. Um, and I think that they were on opposite sides on that one, where they actually fought, e- sense, where yeah. they fought each other, and then Victor uh, gets injured. What One of the Young Avengers uses their power and kind of rips him apart. Well, that's fun. Yeah, and so they have to uh, fix him slash heal him all at once. Okay. Kind of an inter- It's kind of interesting because it goes more into that character and what he actually is. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I've said it several times now. I l- I love this comic series. Right, uh, it, right. It saddened me when it ended. I still rem- remember reading the last uh, the last issue and the way they ended it really caught me off guard because they left it as if it was going to continue and, and then they just ended it. Right. So right. The, oh, that's the worst, man. The cliffhanger that never gets unhung. Right. Like you, you see the characters from it sprinkled throughout Marvel. Um, but I, I want to know what happens in the story. I want to oh, know yeah. the next step. Um, yeah, that and would be terrible, man. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen because even though there's a lot of people that are like, "Yes, Runaways, please give us the Runaways." There is Runaways. There is Mo- some hope with what you'll talk about in the now. There's, there's a, little, a chance, but Marvel has like been very standoffish about it. Like it has a huge cult following, and they're just like, "Eh, we can make more money elsewhere." But you have dedicated fans that are wanting to buy more comics. Yeah, but those dedicated. Ded- <clears throat> yeah, but those. Dedicated fans are buying other comics, too. I, I could understand why it, they don't think it would make them as much money. Well, here's the thing. They can make them and then not make them for print, but make them for digital download. Yeah, yeah. At that point, they're still making money. Make it to where they, they're they making money through the stuff they're already trying to promote with the Marvel. The cost of making a comic is through paying the artists and writers and stuff, which they're going to have to do anyways, even if it's digital. To right. them, producing issues probably is like a fraction of the cost. I don't think it's saving enough money to think about it. I, I don't know. I, I understand why you want it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it does suck. Especially but. with the way that the series ended. Yeah. If they would just finish that story. Because yeah. something happens at the very end of uh, Volume 3 of The Runaways. I think it's Volume 3. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? This is definitely going to be a big thing. Never hear for, about it again. Oh, uh, yeah. That would suck. Man. That drives yeah. me fucking nuts. I love the series. That drove me nuts. Yeah. Read the series. Be pissed at the end with me. <laughs> it's worth it. Ah, you learned anything from this podcast? Is you can't make me read stuff. Oh yes, I'm very well aware. <laughs> have, have you even taken the comics off of your wife's computer yet? Oh, exactly. I can't hear you. I'm running away. I'm still I'm further away. <laughs> it's not a competition, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Uh, to the now? On to the now. And in case people hadn't noticed, this is a very heavy then episode because you're, you just went on for over an hour just in the then pretty much. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Oh, uh, in, in all honesty, I had uh star Trek slated for this weekend. Uh, I would have been bored to tears, but I got Klingon in there. Anyways. You did get Klingon. So, and that was by accident. <coughs> 
So this has been your Star Trek episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and I'm um, glad. I, th- I feel like I've won the podcast, kind of. Like this week, you didn't even tell me what the topic was until yesterday. So you're like, well, he's not going to look it up. Why I told you, you on him? Tuesday. You texted me last night and told me. I told you on Tuesday as well. Oh, no, you didn't. I thought I did. No, you texted me. I remember because I was uh, pulling up to a bank and I pulled. I was like, runaways. Oh, well, at least I found out eventually. Because <laughs> I asked you last week. You're like, I don't know, I'll have to look. Well, to be fair. Oh, it didn't make a difference. It wasn't going to make a difference anyway. I, I'm saying. I broke you. <laughs> so, at this point, I just expect that you've done no research. You weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, like, as soon as I saw what I'm going to be covering in the now, I wanted to do this. Because oh, course, I, yeah. I do love the series. And so, I was like, you know what? Star Trek. We can we can do that at any time. Let's push that back. I, I want to talk what? about the runaways. Let's just keep doing that. I I truly love the series. Um, so the reason that made me go no, I want to do an episode on this just so I can talk about it and and share my enthusiasm of of this comic mm-hmm. uh, is Hulu is making a oh it's Hulu yeah I think it was Netflix no well, it's now Hulu. it's gonna suck. Don't say that. I'm sorry, but I've watched one Hulu original series. It was okay. They canceled it. Oh, I tried another one. Fucking garbage. I thought it was Netflix. I'm sorry, buddy. It's fun while it lasted. Oh, we'll we'll see. They don't have the proper funds. Uh, well, they have casted uh, the kids and their parents so okay. far. Um, they they still have not actually said when it's going to release. Um, but I would imagine within the next year. You would think so. I, I would think. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, it, buddy. If nothing else, because <laughs> you you never know. It, oh, yeah, they could pull it off. They, they could pull it off. And if they pull it off and it gets popular enough, then the comic comes back. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's about if your only chance. If the comic comes back, finish the fucking story. Oh, it'll be a reboot and you know it. Uh, No, I, I want my team. I know what you want, Robert. You know who <laughs> doesn't care? Marvel. Ah, they should. Disney doesn't care about you. They should. I'm Disney lovable. Disney doesn't care about anybody, Robert. They no. care about your money. Although I did watch half of Moana. It's not bad. I actually like Moana. I like the rock singing about how awesome he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the now. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm so, Danny Mullins. Well, there no. was actually something that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about the new Mass Effect a little bit. Okay. Um, mainly one thing. You sent me a text. Like, hey, man, have you run into the bangable Turian yet? I was like, Robert. Why don't you actually read the text if you're going to bring it, them up? No. Uh, what? Was it Facebook or text? Uh, right, Facebook knowing you. Facebook, yeah. I don't know why you have a cell phone. I mean, so I you, can you Facebook people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, woman dies while husband blows another man on a jet ski. That's what you sent me today. Yeah. <laughs> I read the story. That's fantastic. Right? I loved it. Uh, the story itself <laughs> is really sad, <laughs> but the, whoever wrote it, I, oh, I, 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 I would read more it. of that guy. Uh, yes. Uh, I just text back, that's the best. <laughs> Yeah, I sent that to you for uh, Hold My Beer. Yeah. So if you uh, want to hear that story. Oh, I'm going to get into it. Uh, something about Frankenstein. Made her, oh, feminine. Okay, this is it. Not far and on occasion. Uh, I, asked him, I asked you if you were like it. You're like, not far. Uh, I'm not too far in. And on occasion, buggy. But around that, it's okay. And there's a turban that seems bangable. Turian fucking autocorrect. But a yeah. hot-ass turban was funny. I, I can't stand autocorrect. Uh, so I think I'm going to wait a week or so before I play anymore. Why? Because of all the 
uh, it is very glitchy. At least mine is. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you're like a hot Turian. I saw the Turian today. It's Garrus with a smaller, uh, with a thinner waistline. That's it. And that's a hot Turian. <laughs> how how long did you go on about Garrus? I don't want to fucking hear it. He had I a say great one personality. Thing. She, we don't know about her yet. She actually walks like a female, which nobody else who's that's female the... that's human does. Only difference no human humans in this walk like frankensteins they really do i don't want to i don't want to take the horrible stance of saying all turians look alike but they kind of all look alike unless they paint their face or get half of it blown off hey get your burning crosses there <laughs> burning <laughs> space crosses okay burning space crosses they're made <laughs> but, out of technology but you're like, it's like turian and I, I, my response was like like garris because at first i was like i must be thinking maybe he meant quarian and i said yes or a sorry and that's why i was like like garris you're like yeah like him i was like what the fuck are you into man <laughs> so uh, then i got thinking i was like oh he probably just means it's a uh like a, a, a romance option in the game well it is turns out you meant both so i'm still like what the fuck <laughs> kind of bangable i'm just saying i don't see how uh the first person who i actually hit on in the entire game was the uh redhead scientist that sits on the bridge i i saw her in passing and i heard her accent i was like that's first that's happening first. That's yeah, the first person I romance. I hope she's into women because uh, I'm playing but a female. I, I'm actually further than you. Yeah. So I, I have am. to actually be careful what I say, and that's where I'm going to stop when talking about her. Oh. Oh, God. Is she a space racist like Ashley? No. No, okay, no, no. Good, Not at good, all. Good, good, good. Uh, I do have high hopes for the game, though. Uh, it reminds heavy notes of Mass Effect 1 to me so far. But uh, I, I'm a couple. I'm several hours in at this point. Um, uh, I'm about three. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm much further than you are. I uh, turned it on today, but then you walked in, so I didn't really get to play any. I I enjoy the game, but like I said, there's still a lot of bugs. The humans don't move organically. Um, yeah, I told you I had that lady. Like I, she was acting completely normal. I went into dialogue with her, and she went into a scarecrow pose with her arms out and her toes together, just staring into my soul. It was fucking terrifying. Yeah, you you told me about that, and it's glitches like that. Um. I'll be sitting there in the middle of a cutscene, and the entire background will start blinking in and out in different layers and shit. Or somebody's face will glitch out in the middle of a conversation. Um, but it's generally always the humans. Like, they spend a lot of time on the aliens, which is good. You should do that. Yeah. But we know how humans look. Yeah, it's true. And act. Focus on that, too. If an alien acts, I don't know, like an alien, we're okay with that. Right, right. Yeah, and sometimes apparently we want to put our dicks in them. Sometimes. If if Captain Kirk taught me anything, I it, feel like it I was, was on occasion oh, it's okay to put your dick in an alien. You heard it here. Then and now podcast, not productions. Then and now podcast stance, sometimes it's okay to put your dick in an alien. I'm pretty sure everybody on hold my beer would agree, so you can just make it the whole fucking thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's a good place to end it, I think. Yeah, your name is? Danny Mullins, your name is? Robert Foley. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I say it's okay to put your dick in an alien. <laughs> you all right? No, I crossed my legs funny, and I really hurt one of my nuts. So, <laughs> yeah, that was I was going to say, all of a sudden, you made a face. It's very sharp pain. <laughs> You're not leaving that in, are you? Not during the episode. Well, that's it for another exciting episode of Then and Now. Uh, if you like this episode, make sure that you go to iTunes and rate and review us. Also, while you're exploring the interwebs, make sure that you go to thenandnowproductions.com where you'll find great shows like Hold My Beer. Danny, tell us about Hold My Beer real quick. It's a, it's a podcast where we talk about stuff. And that's it. So uh, make sure that you do that. If you get on uh, thenandnowproductions.com, hit the uh, contact link and let us know what you think.